I'm Zed. And I'm Grace. This is a podcast. Alright, uh, what episode is this? <laughs> I watched it like 45 minutes ago and I still, I can't remember. <laughs> some excessively long title. Why do some of them have excessively long titles? It's like a Fallout Boy song. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I cannot stand it. It makes it so hard to type anything out because it throws off the wits of all of my tables. I hate it. Okay. Um, anyway, this one is... <laughs> He loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. Oops, he's dead. I I have so many thoughts about how much I dislike that as a title. <laughs> they had so many options and they had like the one about picking flowers in love. And it's not actually I about really either of those. It's speed dating and an Irish theme for some reason. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm yeah, it's been a long day. I have a lot of criticisms for everything oh, no. in my life. No. <laughs> I have been going since 5.55 this morning. Let's record. Oh, no. <laughs> You're going to get a different energy this time, podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay. Facts. Okay, so this was written by Andy Berman. Oh, I saw that. It, it had his uh, particular flavor. Oh, yeah. It, it had, uh, what do you call it? A quirkiness? <laughs> Okay. There's a snappy one-linerness to all of the lines that is like mm-hmm. reminiscent of late '90s Joss Whedon, but not quite there. It's like someone <laughs> who studied at the table of Joss Whedon, uh, where everyone just has a one-liner to say back and forth to each other, and then they have normal dialogue, and then it's one-liners again. Yeah, <laughs> which you know is fine, but it's not how people talk. Oh no! And it was directed by Tim Matheson. That person directed something earlier this season? Nope. Okay. His last name sounded familiar. Maybe from something else. He was in National Lampoon's Animal House. And he was in The West Wing. Oh, okay. Okay. Alright, I've watched some of The West Wing. Maybe it's that. I don't know. Oh, he was also in Bonanza. Oh my gosh. Look at his face. He's like... (laughs) Everyone go look at the Wikipedia page for this man. He's got, like, the sunken face of a cowboy zombie. Oh, my goodness. But also kind of, like, uh, if Noel Fielding was also a vampire. <gasps> You're right. He's got Noel Fielding vibes, but also a cowboy vampire. So. <laughs> yeah. Fascinating. Anyway, kudos, Tim <laughs> Matheson. It's a good episode. Okay, so we had um, James Roday, Rodriguez, back as Sean, Julia Hill, back as Gus, Timothy Amundsen, back as Lassie, Maggie Lawson, back as... Julia, Corbin Burnson, back as Henry Spencer, and Kirsten Nelson. She was actually in this one. She was. In addition to being credited, it was not a fake out this time. She was really in there. Hooray. And we had Mayte Garcia as Darcy. And fun fact. Who is Darcy? Uh, The girl that... That he's flirting with at the end? No, the girl that they think is the murderer and so they have a sting operation she had a name yeah her name is darcy okay <laughs> yeah i did i didn't know that either i don't think they mentioned her name no in the parts that made it into the episode nope. and she didn't really get a name nope. which is i i guess i'm glad they named her character in the script mm-hmm. yeah good because um some of them have other names but um fun fact she was married to prince at one time huh uh-huh Sean is, like, talking to Henry and it's like, oh, she's a peach. Prince wrote a song called Peach about her. So it's kind of like a nod. Sure. Yeah. yeah. 
Apparently. That's, that's the furthest thing like, from a reference that I, my yeah. brain would consider I know, a reference. I know. I'm sure. just like looking at this and I'm just like, no. No. Like, that's one of those things that you write it and then you say, oh, it could be a reference. Let's just keep it in. What yeah. if we kept it in? I'm just like, oh, she's a peach. Okay, every, everybody says that. Spicy tomato. What does that even mean? In what way? Did she call? Did he call her a spicy tomato? Yeah, he's like, oh, she's a peach. She's a spicy tomato. What does that mean? Does Sean? he think peaches are spicy? That means he's allergic to peaches. If you think something is spicy that is not spicy, you are probably allergic to it. <laughs> Just putting that out there. Last person who said bananas are spicy. Yeah, you're <laughs> allergic to that, dude. This is your PSA. Yeah. If you think a type of fruit that is not a jalapeno is spicy, you need to get allergy no, but I, tested. No, but he was saying that she's a spicy tomato, which is also, tomatoes are fruit technically. Yes, also that. But like, what is a, a spicy, spicy tomato? tomato that, is that, that doesn't exist? That combination of ketchup and hot sauce that people make. The Tabasco mm-hmm. ketchup. Maybe that sounds horrible. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, it could be better yeah. and it could have a better consistency, but it's not terrible. It's like just not just something too, I would choose. That's too, like, vinegary for me. There is no such thing as too much vinegar. You heathen. I have tummy issues, okay? I have drunk shots <laughs> of straight vinegar. <laughs> this is not a lie. This is not a brag. No. It is a fact. I have taken shots of straight vinegar, sometimes with spices in it, just for funsies. Rice, okay? rice vinegar with pepper and soy sauce is really good as a shot. It is basically chicken marinade. But you just get the flavor instead of the meat. All right. And um, we had... <laughs> Recommendation of the day. <laughs> okay. Getting back to the podcast. Yeah. We have... um, Look, the podcast is what it is. Uh, There's Colin Cunningham as Marvin. Marvin. Terrell Rothery as Glenda. Mm-hmm. Did you I recognize that. her? No. She's from Stargate. Okay. I watched Stargate once. I've never seen it. But. The movie or the TV show? Either. She was in both? She was in... The movie came first. Stargate Atlantis. She was in the TV show. Okay, so I watched the movie. Okay. And then I read a bunch of stories for the TV show, but never looked up what anyone looked okay. like. Because I like reading my stuff better than I like watching my stuff. Mm. Because I can focus better on that. I can't focus when I read. Um, but With reading, was... I can walk around with the book. I can walk around while I'm watching a TV show. Just listen to it. Then it's a podcast. Then you just put on a podcast. <laughs> or an audiobook. Look, TV is a visual medium. If I'm not watching it... Says you. Okay, look. It's a partially visual medium while I do other things in front of it. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> she was on Stargate. There was a reference to it because... So that she had a pet goat named Cassie in the show. Mm, on, sure. I guess. That's like some sort of Stargate reference. She had an adopted daughter named... Cassie on Stargate or something? I don't know. And so they made it a goat? <laughs> Apparently. I'm concerned. Okay, I, I am concerned because there's like no trivia except for those two things. Oh, okay. I yeah, have I, I have some fun fact trivia. Oh, for good. Okay. Then. And then there's Ellie Harvey as Lorraine, which I'm guessing is the person doing the... Um, oh, yeah. The, the lady who has like a manic energy about her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she has a lot going on. She has a lot of energy. To, to the point where for a while I was like, I know she's probably narratively not the murderer, but she is a murderer. Like, that is the energy oh, she yeah. was giving oh, off. Yeah. It was not murderer of this episode. It was, 
a murderer. She has Unless definitely killed someone. She has killed once. She will kill again. <laughs> she has the energy. Arrest her now mm-hmm. under suspicions and then find your evidence. No, that's corruption. Okay. And then um, Malcolm Scott as Fred Turk, who is the guy. Who, yeah, the naked the, fat guy. Yeah. 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 As opposed um, to the naked, exceptionally buff guy. Oh, yeah. No, that was... And then the naked dead guy. Okay, that was... Three guys. <laughs> Peter Benson played Philip Kaiser, which the, they never really mentioned him by name. I don't remember... Whatever. Again, apparently they give names to everyone in the oh, script. Oh, yeah. Which must feel, no, make them feel very special. They don't give names to everybody in the script. We will no. We will get to that. And then, obviously, we had Liam James back as young Sean. Yep. Um, Aaron Dudley as Kyle, which is the guy that Jules goes on a date with in the bowling alley. That that I have guy. a note about him. Um, Andy Berman as Guy, as Guy. Oh, was he just the, Guy? Was he the guy at the tanning salon who checked the photos? No. Okay. He was the guy at like the end of the episode where they go where they go back to the speed dating thing, and he's talking to oh the, who was asked to leave. Pretty girl, yeah, with blonde hair, yeah. Okay, uh huh. And then he um, plays a uh, creepy nerdy very well. He does. It he does. seems to be the type that he leans towards he as does. he is the voice of Dib. So <laughs> creepy nerdy is his thing. Good for him. And then find um, your niche. Alana husband as Natasha. Was that the gal from the end? I think Natasha. Oh, she's the gal that Gus she, was talking to. She's the gal that yeah Gus was talking to. And then you have um, Catherine Zena as attractive woman. <laughs> what a role to get yeah. cast as, though. So how how incredibly flattering to be cast as attractive woman. Oh yeah, and then you have Desiree Lowen as pretty girl. She doesn't have a okay. picture, so I think she might have been the one at the end. Yeah. Well, no, I think I, that one that one on Dizzy Scroll. If she uh, lightened her hair, she'd be the same male. Yeah, I don't. And, you know, 2006 was full of hair highlights. So I think that's just her natural blonde. Yeah, I don't, whatever. Yeah, whatever. And then we have Angela Moore as female officer, which for the longest time. Oh, it's the gal at the beginning when he's, like, Mm -hmm. trying to guess her height and weight. Yeah. Yeah. I recognize her and I thought she was another character, but. And then um, Jeff Gustafson as his poor salon attendant. And then we have the bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. girl that was ocean bloom cool best yeah. name ever and then kurt evans as nd speed dater guy i don't know what that means nd nondescript oh nondescript okay. speed dating guy so he was cast as basically an extra who got a little too much screen time so they credited him true but yeah so, so. there's really not that much else uh, that is also something to be said. If you are cast as someone who is described as nondescript, that means you need to do something to shake up your look because you're going to keep getting cast as that. That is not leading role material, my friend, if you are nondescript. You can just say Boring. white brunette with brown eyes, okay? You can just call me out right here. I mean, I wouldn't cast you as ND background extra just because, well, no, mm-hmm. unless we were doing a college scene where I needed a bunch of nerds. Because they don't cast extras. Look, okay, this is my my grant, my soapbox rant of the day. Oh they no! They don't cast extras on purpose. They don't cast them with glasses because you have to light for that. True. 
So if you watch extra scenes, they very, very rarely have like one person with glasses and that's a diversity hire. So (laughs) unless you were watching that episode about the Comic-Con, in which case almost every person had glasses and it was an interior shot. So they had to light it very specifically so that you didn't get glasses glare. And they did a very good job with that. Anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah, so I, it's very difficult to get hired if you have glasses, because usually they can add glasses on you if you're a character with glasses, but they do not want to just hire someone with glasses, because then they have to think about that all the time. So my TV dreams are over? They're absolutely busted. Oh, darn it. <laughs> okay. All right, trivia and fun facts. What are your trivia fun facts? I already mentioned them. Okay, my trivia fun facts actually has to do with my uh, ranking sheet. So you want to sneer on into that? Yeah, why not? Okay, so uh, looking at my ranking sheet, at the end, I had to Google because I was paying attention for most of this one. Wow, way to go. I'm I'm defensive about this, but I was like, I still did not see the stupid pineapple. When I looked it up... Okay. Okay. I looked it up. Mm-hmm. It's only in the deleted scene, so it didn't get a pineapple point. This is the first one that didn't get a pineapple point because they put it in the deleted scene and it doesn't count. I know. Anyway. That's my no, fun I did fact. not watch fun the fact that fills me with deleted scenes. I okay. still haven't hooked up the DVD player, okay? I mean, I'm not going to... I'm not, like, fighting you about that. Okay. I would also not watch the deleted scenes if I had access to them. <laughs> I refuse. We're not doing that. That's more work. No. <laughs> I refuse. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was my fun fact, was that the pineapple is in a deleted scene on this one. Yep. And so uh, they cannot say it was technically in every episode, because they took it out of the episode. I think... By nature, it is deleted. Yeah. They held on to the deleted footage, but it is deleted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, so my ranking sheet, this one got 39 points. Hooray! How did it get 39 points? Uh, largely because they kept going undercover. Okay. So Sean or Gus undercover was a point in the two-point tally system. Did you Cali count system? the blueberry? Because it, it was in the episode. Was it? Yes! Oh my god. Okay, never mind. It gets more points. Yes! Okay, cool. <laughs> 21. So, nope, not 121. Because they drive to the canning salon. Did, was it in that scene? Because what I noticed was when they arrived at the field, they pretended they drove there, and then they were just walking up. Like, they absolutely did not have the blueberry in that scene. And I was a little bit annoyed at them. But they they did drive to the salon. Okay, let me re-add up the points. Then 39 plus 3 is 42. <laughs> I was like, are you asking me? I don't do math. I can do math. I just don't want to. All right. So that changes it. When I said they're tied for seventh, they technically should have been tied for sixth. But this fixes my error. Oh, good. So it's actually got sixth place now oh, with good. 42 points. Um, yeah, so they got a bunch of points because they just kept going undercover. And then one of the times Sean introduced himself with a pseudonym and then there was a dead body. And then Henry was mentioned in the context of fishing because of his house. True. And uh, the bickering. And Gus having a real job and it actually kind of applying to the case. Mm-hmm. And then all the people who are in it, everybody who's in it who's on my checklist except for Buzz and Sean's mom. Yeah. And, uh, and I caught one, you know that's right. Yeah. So that was, they, they got a decent number of points. I'm, I'm proud of them. This is a exceptionally middle of the road point value for this season. Good job. <laughs> um, yeah. 
that's it for the this thing, but I do have notes. You want to hear my notes? Yes. Okay, one. Juliet won't back Sean up on the Sternenbush comment. She <laughs> refuses to comment. Suspicious? Perhaps. She has boundaries. Boundaries, boundaries. She's hanging around with Sean. She's got to let go of those at some point. <laughs> um, and apparently a deal breaker for Juliet is Campbell. <laughs> apparently. That's what she says her deal breaker is. Now, do you think that is code for isn't Sean? In the context of this episode where he's presented himself as a, like, amateur league bowler. Is that code for he wasn't you, but I don't want to say those words. And this is me, the person who refuses to ship Jules and Sean. Even mm. though I know they probably end up together because that's how TV works. <laughs> You're gonna have a fun time. I'm absolutely gonna have a fun time. I have a third comment that has to do with Sean's dating life. Discord. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> the last shot of the episode, uh, Gus is sitting across from Sean at the speed dating table. And so, now you have those images that you can make edits of. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Just so you know, for my Sean Gus shipping little heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then also, I think this must have originally been earlier in the lineup. Um, because Juliet makes a comment where she's like, yeah, well, if we're going to be working together, this seems like a thing. Which is something you say to someone after like the second or third yeah, case and a... not after 11 episodes. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of a weird thing to say. It's a very odd way to phrase having worked with someone for the better part of several months, at least. <laughs> On, like, a half a dozen cases, at least. No, probably a dozen at that point. Like, they, they've they worked together for a while, and she's acting like this is new, so it must have been earlier at some point. Um, Either that or, like, Andy Berman wrote three of them, and they were supposed to go in a row, and they were just like, eh, sure, we'll choose one of them. It was actually supposed to go later. Why? Why would you write that line, Andy? Explain yourself. I don't know. It's, it's, it's such a weird line. Because they have the, um... I'm looking at the production codes, and this yeah. is 1014, which would be season one, episode 14, and it's season one, episode 11, so it would moved it earlier, even though she says the most buck-wild thing she could say to someone she's been working with for a dozen cases. All right, cool. Look, Juliet. I mean, okay, have we considered that Juliet might have, like, memory loss? <laughs> She's got, like, 51st date syndrome where she keeps re-meeting oh, Sean. no, no. All right, all right, fan fiction authors out there, this is okay. option number one. You can write a 51st date Juliet fic because there's so few. Okay, I've looked. I've looked a lot now because I'm curious. Uh, there's a lot of fan fiction about Sean and Lassiter and a little bit about Gus. There is almost nothing featuring Juliet as the central character. Because they because don't Because of have the misogyny. To. What? <laughs> It's a misogyny. You don't have to write. It's so much more interesting. It's more interesting to have her as the main character because she fully buys into the fact that he's supposed to be psychic. Yeah, I know. Like, okay, so it's fascinating to write a story from the perspective of someone who completely buys into the biggest lie in their universe. I know. That is fascinating. Someone needs to write more of it because I think there's like one and it's largely her watching people get together. It's, like it's crazy because bonkers misogyny. Bonkers. Not... Look, she doesn't appear in fan fiction unless she's being shipped with someone. Half the time in the Sean Lassiter fix that that's are prevalent, what, that's what you mean. Yes. Okay. Okay. So in the Sean Lassiter fix that are ever so pre- prevalent, and I need them to like chill. Half the time, 
they pair her with Gus because there's this weird mentality of if two of the squad get together, the other two have to get together with each other. I Absolutely need that to not. stop. Absolutely They not. are not the spare characters. They are people. And they deserve better than each other because Gus should be with Sean. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, Lassiter needs to go to therapy. And Juliet needs someone better than all of them because she's yes. better than that. Yes. She's a career woman. Um, she is. <laughs> Like, if Juliet had some sort of baggage that we knew about, but we don't know anything about her because of misogyny. Um, so if she had some you sort of baggage. You learn a lot more about her Yeah, but going is, it, on. is it how she relates to other people's tragedies? No. Oh, good. Because I'm tired of that. No. Okay. I'm, I cannot wait to learn more about Juliet, who deserves better. She TM, does deserve TM. better. <laughs> Juliet deserves better. <laughs> 2021. Exactly. <laughs> We're a little late to the game, but boy, do we have the spirit. Um secondarily okay so the first time i ever went into the psych fan fiction archives oh no a long time ago what 2013 or so when i was like i've watched a season ish of this i would like to read some of a season ish i don't know like five episodes oh no um i was like maybe if i read some fan fiction i'll want to finish the season because sometimes that'll make me be like oh they keep mentioning this thing it sounds exciting i want to go see it I love spoilers because they make me want to do stuff. No. I'm a spoiler fan. I hate spoilers. And we're different people. Um, we are. So the first thing, I'm sure I mentioned this before, the thing that I was really looking for and the thing I still look for are fix where Sean is actually psychic. But considering this is a spin on the Sherlock Holmes tropes. Yes. There are stories in the Sherlock Holmes universe where after Watson and Holmes are no longer living together, Watson is also a consulting detective because he learned the skills from Sherlock. I ah. want psychic Gus. I want fake psychic Gus. So you want magic head. Absolutely. <laughs> I need magic head fan fiction. And so this is me oh, putting no. this out into the universe. All right, people, you have two prompts, one for Gus, one for Juliet. Please fill the universe with fix for them so we can drown out the chassis shippers. Yeah, because, you know, I need them to be like a little quieter. They're cool to ship whatever they want. You whatever floats your boat. It's wrong. Whatever as as my terrible terrible friend back in high school used to say, whatever makes your sucker sticky. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever makes your sucker sticky, man. But also I need more Gus or Juliet Fick. Not Gus and Juliet, because they deserve better people than the people people keep shipping them with. They're cute together when you do it right, but no one does it right because no one respects them as people. They don't respect them. They don't respect them. So I'm I'm banning people from shipping them because no one's respecting them as people uh unless you can respect them as people then you may ship them uh i'm gonna be the mom of this fandom Mm -hmm. (laughs) just so everyone knows i am yeah i have some demands and if they are not met (laughs) i will go full joker on this oh my god (laughs) anyway the energy is different today. The energy uh, is a lot different today. So <laughs> those are my, my fan fiction demands of the day. <laughs> Which started from me explaining the ranking sheets. I'm sorry. All right. And now is the time where we demand that you, the audience, participate with us. Do we get anything? No. No bites? Come on, y'all. <laughs> At least for the finale. Please. Please give me some more. Um, I would love... Someone to send some crap in for the finale because apparently it's like a big deal and we want to do a YouTube spectacular. It's, it's the a, idea. Okay, it's a big deal to me because it's one of my favorite episodes. I just want to get dressed up and watch a TV show with my it's friends. A, it's a Halloween episode that they aired in like May. 
and it's made me mad this <laughs> I love entire that. time. I love that so much. It's awful. <laughs> it's so bad because they were supposed Excellent. to. They were supposed to like it was supposed to go whatever, but for some reason they like switched around the order of the episodes. I love that. They switched. Around- I adore May Halloween. Um, so it was but, supposed anyway. to be episode eleven, but they make it the season finale, <laughs> which it is a really good episode. It's a great episode. It's a perfect finale, but it makes no sense to be celebrating Halloween in May. It absolutely makes sense to be celebrating Halloween in May. Welcome to my goth home where oh. we celebrate Halloween every day of the year, okay, including true, May. True, true. <laughs> but they, they. Okay, so we'll, we'll rant about we'll this, this on we'll, the YouTube. So we'll get to we're going to try to make a YouTube spectacular for that. And it would be great if we had some audience participation yes, for that. So if you could send us your commentary or uh, your fan fiction, if you send fan fiction, I will read it and review it on air. <laughs> and if it's porn, I'll have to do that. I will not read it on air if it's porn. You are but not I will reading read it porn. In, no, I will read it no. in my brain and I will review it on air. There is my promise. Okay. I will say this was mostly porn and it was bad ones, but... I will say... <laughs> If you send me or the official whatever any sort of porn, I will block you. No. Don't do that. No. I'm not giving them my handle. So what they're going to have to do is send you a link and say, hey, this is for Zed. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. So that's how you do it safely without yes. Grace blocking you. I, because I. It's I funny. It's funny. It's funny for Zed. It's I think not it's funny, funny for me. Grace has a different sense of humor than I do. Yes. Um if it's porn, though, I will be like, shame on you. I'm reading your name on air. This is who you are, and you deserve the shame. Tisk tisk tisk. I'm, like, swiping my finger at you or whatever that thing is. Whatever. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, we want you to participate. If not this episode, then please on the Halloween episode. Um, the next few episodes were batch recording. Mm-hmm. So when we're batch recording, uh, if you guys don't send something in by the time we start batch recording... It's not going into the episode. Even if you send it in between when we release those episodes. So get your commentary in right now or else it's not going in until the finale, which we're not batch recording. Got it? Good. Um, Yeah. Our handles on social media. Speaking of which, we're recording this the day after social media imploded. Oh my goodness. So I'm going to give you our handles on stuff that may or may not exist by the time you listen to this episode on Twitter. We are Delicious Flavor, but the first L is a capital I. On Instagram, we are Delicious Flavor Podcast. On Facebook, we are at Delicious Flavor Pod. Two of those were down for most of yesterday because they're owned by the same mega corporation. We'll see how that works out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Twitter may be your best bet at this point. Um, Yeah, so those are our handles. Uh, If you don't know what those are, rewind the podcast and listen again. Oh, my God. All right, uh, final thoughts. What do you think of the episode? I like it. It's all right. I think it's funny. There's this um, at the very beginning when young Sean is coming home from school with the black eye and he's talking about how he didn't know that he was on a date, which, you know, <clears throat> gay, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. That's funny. Uh, no, just not socially aware, but yes, also that. I mean, like gay, autistic, both, whatever. Hooray! Hooray! Part of the fam. Part of the fam. But he's talking about how she was going on and on, and he's just trying to eat his tater tots. Cafeteria tater tots slap, and he should not be held accountable for that. No, he shouldn't. They are so good, and I would go back in time for cafeteria tater tots. I work in a place at the cafeteria. 
And we don't have tater tots most of the time because that's not the way public school lunches work anymore. All right, back on topic. Any other final thoughts? You enjoyed it. You thought it was funny. I enjoyed it. I thought Sean's it was part of the fam. Yeah, Sean is part of the fam. But I have criticisms <laughs> on Valid. I mean, any time that you have a character in a TV show and they're not thin, mm-hmm. why does it have to be a joke? I agree. Because it's just kind of like... Like, you can be fat without making it a joke. Yeah. Speaking as someone who is overweight. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, it's... So am I. It's just a fact, and it doesn't have to be their one defining trait. Yeah. He's got... He got roofied and woke up naked in a field, and what they were focusing on was his body weight. The, the, which is whack! That was whack, because I can... If it were the skinny guy, I can guarantee that there would have been less of that, like... I completely... I, I do think that it's funny that they made a lot of choices. They made a choice to have, like, the tiniest towel for yeah. Fred Turk, but also the skinny guy also isn't covered up by this towel. That's true. It's like a hand towel. So, you know, at least they were equal at least, in that. At least they had that. At least they were a li- at least a little bit equal in that. But, see. <sighs> yeah. No, I agree. That was a very 2006 decision yeah. of them. And I would like to say that we maybe have gotten better collectively about publicizing our weird fat phobia mm-hmm. on TV. Uh, it doesn't mean people have necessarily gotten better, but, you know, public attitudes are less overt, I hope. Because I completely understand, oh, this is a stranger and they're naked. I don't like this. But it's yes. just. But the way that they were They're like, oh, this is different. gross. I'm like, really? Yeah, because there was, like, when they're walking up to, the, like, the fit one in the field, there wasn't the, I don't want to look at him. It was just a, I'm not interviewing someone who's naked. And it's like, okay, perfectly valid. But with the last one, you wouldn't even face him. Mm-hmm. So like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whatever. Anyway, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I agree. That was something that I, I clocked and I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. And uh, if I had had that specific type of bigotry on the worksheet, they would have lost points for it. They would have. I just had, you know, racism, transphobia, and homophobia. <laughs> Which, Which there wasn't are also bad. Was there any homophobia in this episode? No. There was just... So what I noticed was during the speed dating, there was not the option to be a non-straight speed dating. But that's me coming here from 2021. Yeah, I think it was just... In which that's more of a standardized practice. I think practice. the whole point is, oh... It's straight people speed dating. TM. Well, yeah, because they're the only people speed dating. I need a shirt. They're the only people dumb enough to do it. I need a shirt that says straight people speed dating. TM. <laughs> And I will wear it in places where everyone will be like, why oh, are no. you wearing that? Oh, no. Okay. Uh, anyway. What are your I went, final I went thoughts? to straight people speed dating and all I got was this shirt. Not <laughs> even a date in parentheses. <laughs> if we ever get a red bubble, I'm putting that one up. Oh, no. Um, all right. Uh, my final thoughts were, it was all right. I mean, it wasn't much to write home about. No. Which was unfortunate because I was kind of looking forward to the next Andy Berman episode because mm-hmm. I really enjoyed his first one. Um, but, like, it was, I guess it was all right. I kind of wish, okay, here's my weird, weird observation that I wish they had written differently. Mm -hmm. There is a lot in this one where Sean is just acting as a detective and not even trying to pretend he's playing psychic. Yeah. He is not, like, I did not do a single tally for psychic vision because when he gave them information, he did not pretend anything. Yeah. He just sort of was like, look, 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 this thing. Or, 
the spirits kind of say this and then he just full-on just drops the act yeah, almost even, immediately even when he's like talking to kyle and saying that he's yeah. gonna get rejected like it's just you can see i don't juliet's even... face and she knows that he's like it's a bit yeah no all of them no one is buying into the psychic thing in this episode and they're not even pretending including him yeah which is upsetting because that's like my favorite part is that he is overtly lying to everyone around him it's hilarious um i know it's not supposed to be funny it's supposed to be like a thing that everyone's anxious about because they're supposed to not want to be caught but it's funny so i think lying is i don't funny. think they're that anxious about it i think yeah, I think Gus is anxious enough Gus about is, it. Gus That's is anxious Gus about Gus is a it. person. Gus is a person TM. Gus tries really hard to be a person. He's a grown-up with a grown-up job. Yes, And he, he wants to be seen as a grown-up, and I love that about him. He also wants to not get, you know, arrested. Yeah, well, there's that. Yeah. But, like, he... Look, Gus is my favorite because Gus is a person who tries to act like a person despite being surrounded <laughs> by characters of cartoons. Um... Yes. Like, we have the cartoon Stern Detective. We have Juliet, who is barely a person the way they write her currently. I know. Um, and we have Sean, who's the cartoon of a adolescent boy trapped in a grown man's body. And uh, Gus is in the middle of this terrible, terrible tornado of people who are behaving badly, trying his best to have a job in pharmaceutical rep. <laughs> like, anyway, I love Gus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That, that's my final thoughts, is that I was unhappy with the way they treated the basic premise of this show during this episode. And if this were a crime procedural or, like, a fun, like, you know, just a crime show, it would have been a really good episode. Mm-hmm. But they seem to have forgotten that it's a show about a fake psychic. <laughs> well, I mean, you that's, know. That's my, my one complaint. They have forgotten. You have forgotten your roots, Simba. <laughs> Remember where you came from. So, like, yeah, that's my final thoughts. Okay. okay well this has been a podcast i'm zed and i'm grace i hope you enjoyed it